0: This is the day the Lord has made. Welcome again to 5-Minute Devotions. My name is Jeff Kester. If you're just joining us, we're going through 1 Corinthians, and today I'm going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. And you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. I'm so glad that you always keep me in your thoughts and that you are following the teachings I passed on to you. But there's one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. A man dishonors his head if he covers his head while praying or prophesying. But a woman dishonors her head if she prays or prophesies without a covering on her head. For this is the same as shaving her head. Yes, if she refuses to wear a head covering, she should cut off all her hair. But since it is shameful for a woman to have her hair cut or her head shaved, she should wear a covering. A man should not wear anything on his head when worshipping, for man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory. A woman reflects man's glory, for the first man didn't come from woman, but the first woman came from man. And man was not made from woman, but woman was made from man. For this reason, and because the angels are watching, a woman should wear a covering on her head to show she's under authority. But among the Lord's people, women are not independent of men, and men are not independent of women. For although the first woman came from man, every other man was born from a woman, and everything comes from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it right for a woman to pray to God in public without a head covering? Isn't it obvious that it's disgraceful for a man to have long hair? And isn't long hair a woman's pride and joy? For it has been given to her as a covering. But if anyone wants to argue about this, I simply say that we have no other custom than this, and neither do God's other churches. Now, I'm going to take this passage and kind of flip it a little bit and ask you a question. What is more important? What a person wears to church or that they're in church? You see, I don't know where I heard the term originally, and every time I mention it, some people know what it means and some people don't. But have you ever heard of the term creaster? Like I said, I don't remember where I first heard it, but it's to describe a person that comes to church only on Christmas and Easter. That's it. No other time of the year. Now, they're well-meaning people, but like I said, they only come twice a year. They don't volunteer. They don't tithe. Their kids don't go to Sunday school. They're not involved in the church in any other way, but they do go to service two times a year. And they're usually dressed very nicely. The dad's usually in suits. The wife is in a lovely dress. The kids are in a nice dress. They're Hair is perfectly done. Boys and you know, one of those cute little kid suits, you know, they're always great. But, like I said, they look great, but they only come twice a year. Then there are other people in our church. You may know who they are. Some wear shorts. Some wear jeans. Some wear shirts with no sleeves on them at all. Some of you may know who those people are. And those people well, they might come to church every single week. I know a lot of people like this. They wear shorts in the summer and jeans in the winter, and some of them wear wear no sleeves at all all year long. But they're faithful members of the church. They tithe. They give of their time. They volunteer whenever they can. They're involved in all kinds of activities. They give you the shirt off their back. And they're part of the community. So, what's more important, what you wear, or that you're a part of the community in the church? Let's go to something else that's very closely related to this: is how kids act in church. You see, I still go to church when we're on vacation, and we we found a couple places when we're you know out and about. But I remember one time we were at a. a different church and my kid was acting up actually my daughter's finger got caught in the communion holder um on the chair in front of us and she really like messed up her finger pretty bad and she was crying and it was no fault of her own she just kind of slipped and got her finger caught thankfully she was okay but it kind of jarred her enough where she was crying and so an elder and usher I don't know who was came up to us and asked us to leave um And it was very humiliating for us. It was, you know, like we like scolded kids. It was like, you know, get that kid out of here. You know, we're we're recording the service. You got to get him out. Get him out. So we're like, okay, you know, we felt about two inches tall, but our kid legitimately hurt herself. It wasn't like she was acting up or being bad or anything like that. And needless to say, it really affected us. You know, we were like, man, we're really struggling to go to this church. We were embarrassed, you know. We felt like we weren't wanted or that we mattered. And I'm happy to say at the church that I work at and I attend, that's definitely not the case there. You see, we have a lot of families and kids cry. And my one-year-old is the biggest offender. In fact, this last week, man, she was acting up. But it's nice to know that in our church, it doesn't really matter. You see, when we're looking at the kid that's crying, it's not to say, you know, hey, keep that kid quiet or, and, you know, can't you put a muzzle on that kid? It's more like, who, who's crying today? Is it Trevor, is it Grant, is it Lily, who is it? We're concerned about that kid. We want to help, sometimes from across the, the room, somebody will make a silly face and make the kid laugh, you know, and try and help out as best we you can. It, it's part of being a community. And again, what's more important, that that kid is there learning about Christ and just being in a worship service or should they just stay home because it's more convenient for everybody and it makes that recording of the sermon that much better so that maybe somebody will stumble across it on iTunes and maybe they'll come to our church. What's more important? Again, what's more important, what you wear or that you're in church? Because you can dress as nice as you want to, but if you only come twice a year, you're not really part of the community on a regular basis. But you can wear no-sleeve shorts and flip-flops, come every week and be an integral part of the community at large. So again, what's more important? What you wear or that you're worshiping Christ with your fellow believers? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would make our churches places where people feel welcome and warm, and invited, that no matter what they look like or how they dress, that they would feel a part of a community, and that we as congregation members would always welcome people with open arms. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Remember, you're a love child of God, and how are you going to echo Christ today? We'll see you next week.